Thank you, everyone. Uh, I'm uh, live in Los Angeles, and I flew over here. I heard you guys have an amazing chapel, so must give my story here. I'm very honored to be in this such a beautiful place. Feel like I need to marry my wife again. All right, as you can tell, I am 100% purebred Chinese, and uh, the reason I said that, you'll see why.、Uh, I have a film company called Kendu Films in Los Angeles. Kendu's name comes from "You can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." My dad told me this verse when I was a boy. See, I grew up in a church, very, very unusual for Chinese family in Taiwan, but. I couldn't do anything. That's why my dad encouraged me. You can do it, because being a Chinese boy, as 100% purebred in Taiwan, all the kids wear glasses. Yes, we love rice, and we make straight A's. That's right. So, me and four older sister and one brother. I'm the youngest of six. They all make straight A's, except Davy makes straight D. So never name your son Frank. I have such a low self-esteem every day in school. When I come home, you know, in in Taiwan we rank by numbers. So in my classroom, 65 kids, I rank about 63, 64, you know. And behind me is Forrest Gump. So I was hoping for more Forrest Gump, you know. So, but growing up in Taiwan is tough because your grades, you take it home. Mom will compare it with your siblings, compare it with Mr. Lee's kids, Mrs. Chen's. You know, the whole Taiwan, everybody make good grades except me. So I have low self-esteem because my mom always used negative enforcement to encourage me. I just knew I'm like nobody, you know. But as a boy in Taiwan, I love to draw. Only time I get to draw, it's when nobody's looking in classroom. I'm over there doodling and. Uh, oh, it's not kicking in. So you guys missed out all those pictures. All right, let's start over there. Fast version. Can do films. You can do all things through Christ. You can do it. My dad, me, low self-esteem, rice, straight A.、Uh, all right. There he goes. I want you to see this picture though. Look at that, the one on the left. I mean, look at that eye. Okay, pitiful, low self-esteem. No soul. I mean, I just don't exist in my family because I have such excellent siblings. I'm sure some of you could relate. Maybe you are the excellent siblings. So in Taiwan, I love to draw. So I would like look at the history books. You know, in Taiwan, there's heroes that needs hair, so I would give them a new hairdo. I mean, that's the way I I, I interpret my drawings. So even my mom sees all the Chinese kids in Taiwan are playing piano. So I have my own piano teacher. Unfortunately, eight years of piano, it was miserable. I don't see music. Those music string looks like telephone wires with a bunch of birds standing up and down. So it was difficult for me. So in Taiwan, I just couldn't survive. So my mom says, "You know, maybe you gotta ship him into America." All right, to America. So here I am in Taiwan's farm, and I even feel like the frogs in Tapo could get in to become a PhD, PhD doctor, except Davy Lou. So I feel defeated. You know, this image behind me, just my mom nagging with love, and the bamboo stick back then. You know, you need to get spanking. For bad grades, I got lots of those. So I came to America in 1982, where most of you guys are probably in soul heaven somewhere. This is my drawing I drew 
on Pan Am Air Flight coming to America, Chinese New Year, February 1st. Well, when I went to America, my first day in middle school, eighth grade, I really feel like I was in Africa. I have never seen a brother in Taiwan, ever. <laughs> and the brother has never seen a Chinese do, ever. You know where I went? I went to Florida, all right? There is no Chinese exist in Florida. So the only time these brothers seen a Chinese do was in Bruce Lee's movie, Kung Fu Theaters. So all the brothers think all the Chinese do look the same, and they think we're all related. So my mom told me on the first day, hey, Davy, you can't speak English. If you don't understand it, just say yes. So I listened to my mom. So these kids come after me saying, yo, 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 you know, you know Bruce Lee? I don't even know who Bruce Lee is. I just say yes. Then they ask me, hey, you uh, related to Bruce Lee? Is that your uncle? Yes. Oh, this is bad. The lies is just getting deeper and deeper. Then they ask me, hey, yo, you know Kung Fu? Kung Fu? Yes. Just in case I get beat up. Then they ask me the hard question now. Hey, yo, man, Kung Fu, what color is your belt, man? What color is my belt? All the Taiwanese Chinese kids in middle school only wear black leather belt. So I look down, I just answer black. Well, now I'm stuck. All the ninth grade, the big one, you know, the hood, the gangster rapper, they showed up. Yo, what up? I heard your uncle's Bruce Lee, and you know Kung Fu. Hey, man, you black belt? Hey, how many degrees your black belt, man? How many degrees my black? I can't say yes. How many degree? Are they asking me how many hole is punched on my belt? I count it. And I answer, eight degree, brother. So that's how I survive. <laughs> on my first day of school. On my second day of school, the principal told me I got to bring a PE shorts. So I remember my first grade to sixth grade, my PE shorts was my sister's underwear. Because my mom believed in recycle. She didn't believe in buying a Davy Luzon shorts because our sports only happen once a year. We're America actually have a real PE class that happens every day, we play basketball. So I told my mom, mom, we are not wearing Victoria's Secret in America, all right? We're gonna wear the normal stuff. So my mom went to buy one. Oh, this is great. She loved the word free. Buy one, get one free. And look, Davey, this thing is stretchy. You can wear this thing all the way to your college. So I was happy to wear it as long as it's not pink and has got flower patterns. So I wore it to school. I didn't know this thing's so stretchy. My waist was so skinny at that time. I have to hold it to play basketball. Well, I came out. Bruce Lee can't hold the waist, you know, can't show off like that. So I pull it all the way up to my chest. As I did, 250 some eighth grader, they came over and they just laughed at Bruce Lee's shorts. I thought, what's so funny? What, the hole, the ventilations? Oh, before I knew it, the girl behind me just pulled my shorts off, you know. And oh yeah, that's my second days in America. 
Here I am in Taiwan, low self-esteem. Feel almost like Forrest Gump. Then come to America, get your shorts yanked off. And the principal sent me home with a note that says, tell your mom, please don't have your son wearing boxers in school. So, but I do have an angel in my life. Her name is Miss Kincaid. She was my art teacher. She saw the drawings that I showed you. She, she told me, Davey, you're very talented. You can do it. Hey, nobody ever told me I can do anything in Taiwan unless I'm my sister or Mr. Lee, Mrs. Chen, unless I'm, I'm some, I can't be me. She said, you can be you. She gave me a big piece of white paper. The only paper I get in Taiwan is test paper. She gave me this white paper. She said, you can draw anything you want. And I thought, oh, I could draw a Chinese dragon. I didn't think much of it. It's just only homework. So I drew. It's the only time I get to draw without getting spanking. So I submit this to the teacher, and she submitted it into competitions, and we won the states of number one in Florida. And two months later, we won top 20 in the whole United States. This was my drawings. So it's abstract buildings, architect buildings of Western building with the Chinese dragons. So at that time, I really disliked America, so I put it in the dragon's tail. So I got a letter from the White House congratulating me for such a wonderful achievement. And my parents thought, wow, you got a big trophy from school? Yeah. All of a sudden, I realized my father says you can do all things. Well, I guess my mom wanted me to be that straight A, B, a bumblebee. I wasn't. She wanted me to be that talented cricket that played piano. I wasn't. I came to America, and I found out I'm God's firefly. Maybe God didn't give me a gift to draw straight lines. I mean, to make straight A's, but he gave me a gift to draw straight lines. I thought, wow, I found my calling. So 15 years old, I admired this artist. It's called Michelangelo. It's how he drew for God. I was in the library every day just looking at classical art, taking it home, staring at it every day. My mom was worried I was looking at adult magazines. So I went to college, I studied adult magazine classes. I studied classical art. I love art with all of my heart. Even though I keep hearing my relative, my mom reminds me that you grew up, you're gonna starve, you're not gonna have food. But I know that only I can be me. I have to be a firefly. That's the only way I would be happy. So during 19 years old, I nearly drowned in the ocean in Cocoa Beach in Florida, near Daytona Beach. That was the day I gave my life to Christ. Uh, I came back. I noticed that if you take God seriously, God take you very seriously. The following year, a company called Walt Disney Feature Animation, they came to our school, recruit for animators. We heard that they only recruit eight students every year. I tried on the fourth time I got in. I'm the first fresh off the boat, went into Disney uh, to work on such film as these four major classic films and of course there's more but these are the most famous one and you know going to get the Oscar that thing's just so cool you know like 10 years ago in Taiwan I was like a zero you know and then you come to America you become a hero and then you are making a living doing something you love so what do I do in Disney what I do is I do pre-production I look at words I look at scripts I look at things that will make billions of dollars 
So after that, I would turn it into beautiful characters. So for example, Mulan, uh, there's a really handsome man in there, and he's from northern China. My dad's from northern China. So I figure, selfishly, self-serving, I drew myself into this one of the characters, Mulan. My life didn't stop there. Got to meet Michael Jordan to work on this film. And uh, I just went on Hollywood and oh, I really feel like a Forrest Gump. It's like God, you know, you know Forrest Gump's uh, girlfriend Jen says, run Forrest, run. While I heard God says, draw Davey, draw. <laughs> I found my destiny, you know. I was just running so hard and I thought, Man, me with a low self-esteem, and I work in Hollywood, all these films, my mom never seen any of them. She said, you're not a doctor, you're not an engineer, you're not a lawyer, what's the big deal? You draw cartoon. Nobody draw cartoon in Taiwan. So, I really do care. Even thought, I'm not a straight A kid, I really care about what my mom said. I admire and look forward to the day where she said, Dad, Davey, I'm proud of you, but never. So I said, maybe I should win Academy Awards. Maybe I should win one and show her and be on TV and show her. So one day I got an invitation to work on this film back in 1998. And I thought, there's my opportunity. I could do something now. This is not cartoon. So one Christmas though, when I uh, bought a big bag of cookie in Costco, and man, I didn't think of it. It's just too sweet. Toss it in the trash. Next day, I was gonna take the trash to the dumpsters. I saw all the cookie was consumed by ants. I mean, all the San Francisco ants came to my house. I thought, this is amazing, man. Probably one Chinese dude didn't sleep all night, you know, wearing glasses and got his GPS, found this all-you-can-eat cookie. I mean, it's the size of a pyramid. Can you imagine his resume and his achievement? What he has accomplished? He didn't find one, but a whole brand new bag from Costco. So if I could talk to this Mr. Ann, I would say congratulations. What a wonderful lifetime achievement. That is amazing. This year Christmas, they're gonna sing a song about you. But I want you to tell you that Mr. Ann, that bag of cookie in my eye, it's like a bag of trash. I got something greater in my house. It's called refrigerator. You open that thing up, I got steak, sandwiches, hamburgers, I got all kinds of drinks and candies. I got stuff on top, it's called ice cream. Mr. Ant looked at me, says, come on. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what refrigerator is. All I know is this cookie that I found. I got it made. This is it. All of a sudden, my, my arrogant me going like, Mr. Ant, humble yourself. At that time though, for some reason, I feel this inspiration. God says, that is a great analogy. What a great parable. Refrigerator and that bag of cookie. But you know, Davey, what you think in your life may be the Academy Awards. You may think that may be the abundance and success in life. What do you have in your house compared to what I have in heaven? In heaven, I have this thing called Super Costco. In the Super Costco, I have crown of life. And on there, there is diamonds and rubies that you have no 
name for on earth. And I have valuable things that you can't even imagine because your eyes have never seen it, your ears have never heard. I instantly feel like that little Mr. Ant. I feel like my dream was like that Mr. Ant. God says, Davy, how would you like to use your gift? Instead of making Academy Awards, God says you can have millions of Academy Awards. It's nowhere equal to bringing one soul into heaven. I was 30 years old, making $150,000 a year. I said, God, tell me this when I retire, because right now, let me enjoy my fame and build up my self-esteem. You see, when I was a boy, I grew up in a church. I remember in the back, there would be seven or eight broken sofa. And I asked pastor, why is there a broken sofa in God's house? The pastor says, because some brother and sister would donate them to church because they just got a brand new lazy boy at home. Wow. That was my heart. Prepare to serve God is give God my leftovers. God says, don't store your treasure on earth, but store it in heaven. In verse 21, says, where your treasure is, therefore that your heart will go. Actually, I have a broken hole in my heart, low self-esteem, not loved by my mother and not approved by my mother. I still long for that hole to be filled. God says, Davy, you may have a lot of siblings. You may be in compare every day. You may seem like you're nobody in your society. You may seem like you are a marble But Davy, in my eyes, I see you as diamonds. You know, when you hear from God's approval, when he says he's proud of you and he sees you as diamonds, he says, I created you as diamonds. Jeremiah 1, verse 5, it says, Before you were even formed in your mother's wound, I see you. I see. God says, I give you my best of best, my son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. He didn't die of retirement, but he died of his youth and his strength and his courage. He died for you. He gave the young men the prime life to to hang on that cross. Davy, would you like to serve me? Like your life is like a pencil, so long. Do you want to serve me when your pencil is all used up and all I have is a eraser? Or would you like to serve me while your pencil is still sharp and handsome? Well, I recall working on the Lion King. How many of you guys seen Lion King? Yes. Do you know the Lion Kings? It's a story of Moses. Moses was kicked out to the desert just like Simba, and they forgot who they are. Sometimes we forget who we are. And Simba hangs out with the pig and Mickey Mouse and forgot who he is. And he saw a reflection one day. He saw his father as he grew up. But there was a voice like a burning bush on the sky. It says, Simba, Simba, you have forgotten who you are. Yes. God told Moses, you have forgotten who you are. 
Simba said, no, 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 I didn't forget who I am. I'm a lion. I'm a lion. No, no, you're not just a lion. You got to know who your daddy is. Then you know what kind of lion you are. Your father is not ordinary lion. Your dad is a lion king. My dad may be Mr. Lu on earth, but my father that really, really give up his life and who of us birth again through Jesus Christ. My father's name is king of all kings. If my father's king of all kings, I need to live like a king, a small king, but God's king. I need to be like prince and princess. I need to live like God's domain, God's property. So God inspired me, says, how would you like to serve me? So I left Hollywood around like 31 years old. And I said, God, what can I do? One day as I was flipping through the Bible, I had this dream of a kendu. Kendu has a dream of this giant leaf. In this leaf, he was free and he was happy. But in his real life, he was a slave for the dinosaurs. The dinosaur promised him peace, stay here. Because you leave us, there's an animal eater that's going to eat all kinds of little cute creatures like you. And we heard the animal goes in, never get out. But Kendu's not afraid. He says, I got to be free and happy. When dinosaur fell asleep, he took a giant leaf of faith, went to look for his giant leaf. As he did, he says, I got to find the biggest tree that has this leaf that is massive. Where would it be? In the giant forest. He went to the giant forest. He met this monkey. The monkey says, this is the only banana left in the tree. Because all the giant trees, a banana tree were all eaten by the animal eaters. But last night, I dreamed in the giant leaf, there was all you could eat bananas. Just then the koala bear says, please help me find my husband. My husband many years ago was eaten by the animal eaters. But last night, I saw him again in the giant leaf. So they went to the giant forest. Just like the dinosaur had said, the animal eater's mouth is huge, his tongue is so long, and his belly is big as a valley. If this monster is so scary, why is animal going there two by two? Just then the sky rumbled, and the gazelle stood there like an angel and told these little creatures that you've got to take a giant leaf of faith. As their three little animal contemplating, The storm got bigger and became a flood. Three little animals went inside the animal eater's belly. As they did, the whole forest and the mountain were covered by massive water. They went inside, they found out all the lie they ever heard about the animal eaters wasn't true at all. They found out the animal eaters, it is the only true shelter from the storm. I grew up in the churches. I used to think Jesus is like an animal eaters. He would eat 10% of my allowance. (laughs) Then I realized Jesus is truly the shelter from the storm. The monkey went in there, found all you could eat bananas. And the koala bear found her husband, just like she had dreamed. But Kendu didn't find his dream. He found his name. He says, whoa. This animal eater even knew my name. Even provide a beautiful fox named Rhea waiting for her. That's right. 
If you put your na- if you trust your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, your name today shall be written in heaven. She said, "You must be that handsome husband Kendu in my dream last night." Kendu says, "I dream of this leaf. It is so massive. One day when I see it, I shall be free and I will be happy again." Many days gone by. Kendu saw a new horizon. Him and his new wife couldn't wait. Jumped off the animal eaters' valley. As he did, him and his wife looked up from the ark. He found his giant leaf at last. So this is what Kendu film does: innovations for the biblicals, truth, just like the Lion Kings. I see Hollywood packaging darkness, violence. If sinfulness need packaging, so much more holiness need packaging. We are holiness packaging. You and I, because God's church cannot be only Sunday school; it has to be everyday school. Because in this generation, children are sown draw, sown draw visually by the darkness. But we need to have holiness reveal every day in the theaters, in the smartphones. We expect this film to come out globally, and as this film comes out, we're going to use this film. To explain the parable, like I did, with the stories. Currently, we are in Los Angeles. We are working on productions, on many productions that will inspire the childrens. These are the local church, Willow Creek Church. Took our giant leaf, made it to a beautiful musical for their VBS, to inspire every child to take a giant leaf of faith, and to explain the parable. Jesus Christ is that giant leaf. God didn't stop there. I was invited by the China government because they heard about my story, being Chinese, being Hollywood, work for Disney, and all of our biblical Bible stories are printed, approved by the government. So God can do all things through Christ. I go from city to city, town to town for animation festivals. Can do films every weekend will be seen by three millions of Chinese family of our biblical Bible stories. So so far, in the last 12 years, I have created the giant leaf, which is animal perspective of Noah's Ark. The second one's firefish, fish perspective of Moses parting the Red Sea. One day, these three little fish was being chased by the great white, and the little seasome. You flip his name backward as Moses. Seesum says, "Dear filmmaker, our enemies are chasing us. Please hear my call. Please put good fish on one side, bad fish on the other." Instantly, the Red Sea parted in two. Good fish on one side, bad fish on the other. They saw the Moses torch like a firefish. I got an idea of how Moses saw God as a burning bush. The third book is Jordan's Guest. It's about animals celebrate no more animal sacrifice because Jesus became the ultimate animal sacrifice. The fourth book is Lion Perspective of Daniel in the Lion's Den, of why Daniel wasn't eaten in the cave. The newest book that I have is Enchanted Tree. This is about four vanity, very vain animals in the Garden of Eden, how they want to be beautiful. And they set Eve up for her to try out this tree. Do you really die? We also have this in DVD in Chinese and English. 
Our books every year get sent through the orphanage for those children are dying with AIDS that they have hope of gospel of Jesus Christ. So, an angel. I don't know if you have an angel in your life, but I hope you can become one. You know, sometimes it may just take that word, you can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. You know, when I was a boy, I used to hate books, but through Christ, I'm writing books. There's nothing you can't conquer when you have Christ because it is not about what you can do, but what a person's infinite possibility in a powerful name, Jesus Christ. Even thought my teacher has retired after 40 years of middle school art teaching. She immigrated from Greek when she was 13, just like me. She never sold a painting. She said, Davy, I have retired. Okay, retirement, but nothing close to what I am proud the most is meeting a Taiwanese-Chinese boy came to America, a poor and a broken boy, how he became some from marble to a diamonds. She said that's her greatest masterpiece of her, her career. Now I know you guys are coming to amazing seminaries and someday you may be a teacher, a leader, or some influence or an angel to somebody. I believe our success is not measured by dollars. The Lion King, 20 years ago, it took $60 million to make the film. Well, today, through selling diapers and cups and backpack, we have made $9.6 billion in merchandise. It's called IP. This is how the world measures success, by the digits of our accomplishment. But I believe God measures success by the souls. We have to understand that why we come over here, it's not really just to get a job. You know, my parents, when I was little, she always tells me, Davy, study so when you grow up, you get a steady job. But God says, Davy, I want you to be excellent so you can have a steady faith. Because unless you know your destiny and your calling and your ministry, you will just constantly mimic someone else's dream. But I believe God given us a one-of-a-kind diamond's heart in all of us. You are so unique and wonderfully unreplaceable. There is only you in this world, in this time of history. Remember, tap into that channel of the gift that God's given you that is specially just for you. Sometimes we got to date ourselves and discover what is my dream. You know the world used excellent to make millions, well, we got to use excellent to save millions. You are coming to a great school here to prepare you for that. If through your education, through your life, career, and your occupations, you can give a word of encouragement, like my teacher, you can do it. What a gift that you have transformed one boy's life or one girl's life through one word. And may God give all of us that opportunity 
to shine in your world. Thank you.